Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, December 1st. This is The Gateway. I'm Eric Schmidt. Ahead, billions of food is wasted in the U.S. each year, including on farms. A federal program is working to connect farms with food pantries to prevent wasting food that has minor imperfections. We moved almost 10,000 pounds of apples off of their trees, and it covered their labor. But that product would have just had nowhere to go. We'll learn more about the Farm to Food Bank program and the future of the initiative. But first, this news. St. Louis City officials want to house more people and provide more assistance during the upcoming colder months. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports they've increased local partnerships this winter that include trauma support for people experiencing homelessness. The city of St. Louis will run its winter operations December 1st through March 31st. This year, over 840 beds will be open for people looking for a warm place to stay. More than 100 winter overflow beds will be available as well. The city's Department of Human Services is working with local organizations to bring more wraparound services to people this winter. It hired more client service workers and increased its trauma support. Adam Pearson is the city's human services director. There are a number of individuals who experience homelessness who have significant backgrounds in trauma. Maybe they have observed something traumatic or they have experienced something traumatic. The city also needs more shelter providers to help house people this winter. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. The insurance company Elevance plans to hire around 250 people to work in new jobs at its Missouri headquarters in downtown St. Louis. The company, known as Anthem in Missouri, has its state headquarters on Chestnut Street near Union Station. In recent years, high-profile companies have moved out of the urban core, leaving high vacancy rates downtown. But Anthem Missouri President Stephanie Vojcic says it was important to hire people to work at its current location. We have seen a lot of progress and momentum uh, recently in downtown St. Louis, and we're really excited to be part of that. Anthem, Missouri covers nearly one in four Missouri residents through commercial and government-sponsored health plans. The Illinois Department of Labor has issued a subpoena to U.S. Steel to determine whether the company properly notified workers in Granite City ahead of hundreds of layoffs. The steelmaker had announced earlier this week that it would keep its last operating blast furnace idle, which the company said could come with hundreds of job cuts. U.S. Steel had first shut down the blast furnace in September, which came with some 400 temporary layoffs. The State Department of Labor says it was first informed of the mass layoff at the steel plant on Tuesday. Illinois' WARN Act requires employers with more than 75 full-time employees to give workers in state and local governments 60 days of advance notice of a mass layoff. Opponents of Illinois' ban on high-powered firearms want the U.S. Supreme Court to issue a temporary order blocking the law. But legal experts say the emergency appeal may be a long shot. Mawa Iqbal has more. A Naperville gun shop owner and the National Association for Gun Rights are appealing a decision earlier this month by the Federal Appeals Court in Chicago, which ruled that banning military-style assault weapons likely does not violate the Second Amendment. Duke University law professor Andrew Willinger says regardless of the merits, the Supreme Court probably won't issue a temporary injunction. His chances are very low that the Supreme Court would get involved in this context rather than waiting for uh, an actual petition to, to be filed. 
In May, the Supreme Court rejected the gun rights advocates' first request to block the law. I'm Mawa Iqbal. A mosque in North St. Louis County plans to build its own cemetery to better serve its members. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman has more on the effort. Dar al-Jalal currently buries its members at a non-denominational cemetery. But the mosque's membership has more than doubled in nine years, and they are running out of space. It's on track to purchase a vacant lot in Spanish Lake in hopes to get it rezoned. Mosque officials say it could eventually hold 5,000 graves. Tony Algum represented the mosque at a recent public hearing on the zoning change. He says the new cemetery will reduce the cost of burials and help members meet religious requirements. Showing respect for those who have passed away and offering comfort to those who have lost their loved ones following Islamic tradition. The county's planning commission could vote on the zoning change at its meeting on Monday. The county council must also approve it. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. Regular users of Interstate 55 near the St. Louis-St. Louis County line will likely face an extra half year of congestion, the Missouri Department of Transportation said on Thursday. MoDOT says the delays are because dozens of steel beams on the northbound bridge over the River to Pair were damaged during ongoing rehab work. MoDOT says most of the steel beams must now be replaced, which wasn't part of the initial construction project. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch reports work on the northbound section of I-55 near Loughborough Avenue was expected to be finished by mid-2024, but now may last through the end of next year or longer. The delay means rehab on the Companion southbound bridge will last well into 2025. More than 100 billion pounds of food goes to waste every year in America, in kitchens, at grocery stores, and on farms. Now, a federally funded program is connecting local farmers with food pantries in an effort to cut down on that food waste. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's Farm to Food Bank is now in 28 states, including Illinois and Missouri. But Harvest Public Media contributor Peter Medlin reports funding for the program depends on Congress and what gets included in the next farm bill. I'm walking through the production hall at the Northern Illinois Food Bank, about an hour west of Chicago. In front of me, volunteers are packing up meals. Right now, we're working really hard on our holiday meal box program. Jacob Lamplau is the food bank's interim director of food procurement. Over the past few years, the Northern Illinois Food Bank has been able to provide a lot more local produce to residents, 400,000 pounds of food that otherwise would have nowhere to go. Peaches are the big one. We've had apples, and then we've even had things like squash, a bunch of different peppers. It's food farmers can't sell to supermarkets because it has a blemish, is a weird shape, or just not the right size. It's good food, it tastes the same, but it often rots away on farms because there's no market for them. Nationwide, the Farm to Food Bank program has moved millions of pounds of surplus food. It was authorized through the 2018 Farm Bill, and last year the USDA handed out more than $3 million to state agencies for Farm to Food Bank projects. Most states in the Midwest are taking part, including Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Missouri, and Michigan. Stacy Dean, Deputy Undersecretary for the USDA's Food and Nutrition Services, says they also hope to spark interest for states that aren't participating yet, such as Kansas, Nebraska, and Oklahoma. can't speak to the whys, but these are the breadbaskets of our country. And if they're leaving food, available food, unharvested that we could be using to feed vulnerable families, then let's work together to figure out a path forward. 
The Farm to Food Bank program is funded through the Farm Bill, which comes up for reauthorization every five years. Dean says this fall, funding briefly expired before the Farm Bill was extended for another year. Well, I think Farm to Food Bank was particularly vulnerable. And funding in the next Farm Bill isn't guaranteed. In Illinois, officials wanted stability for the program. So earlier this year, Governor J.B. Pritzker signed a law establishing state funding. That makes Illinois pretty unique among farm-to-food bank states. Rogelis Gavuzo is with the Illinois Farm Bureau. And she says the state funding means the program will continue no matter what happens with the farm bill. And she says that allows farmers to feel more stable and diversify their products. Maybe we were afraid to grow broccoli because we didn't know the market was there or what happens if we can't move all of that or it's just not as pretty. Now we've created the secondary market to recover some of those potential losses. While farmers aren't paid full price for the food, they're able to cover their costs, including labor and transportation, and they don't have to see their food go to waste. We had a farm last week that was going to get hit by the frost with apples. We moved almost 10,000 pounds of apples off of their trees and it covered their labor. But that product would have just had nowhere to go if it hadn't been for this project. Rendleman Orchards is one of more than a dozen farms participating in Illinois' program. Wayne Searles is the owner and manager of the orchards in far southern Illinois. And he says with the help of other local farms, they sent out about a dozen semi-truck loads of produce this year. It's a win-win situation, not just for the customers of the food bank, but also for the farmers themselves. Now he knows a vegetable or fruit with a blemish won't get dumped. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Peter Medlin. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains, including St. Louis Public Radio. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Eric Schmidt. Have a great weekend. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.